and hello, and welcome to another episode of the Doers and Sayers podcast. Woo! <laughs> My name is Jomo Kinch, and we have with us tonight. Well, first we have well we have a special guest today, because Peter Tom Coughlin Yaple isn't here today, mm. but Whiskey Wilson is here. Yeah, yeah, and. We needed to find a third person, so Pete. Oh, yeah, Pete. Pete uh, recommended someone to us. So, on tonight's podcast, we have the very attractive, Ooh. very sultry. Ooh. I'll cheers to that. Maiden of Maryville. Let, let, what did you say? Lady? Maiden. 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 Maiden of Maryville. Ooh, oh. I like that. <laughs> Sounds like a, you know, royalty title. Yes. Pete Yaples. Boo Boo. Mm. That is Sarah, the official term. Daria Morgendorfer Yaple. Whoa. Hey, everybody. Whoa. Woo, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, well, thank you for, for being on podcast. This is your first time here. Ever. Yes, it is. It's my first time to uh, Trevor and Jomo Studios broadcasting oh, from the Red wow. Room. Oh, nice. And uh, I'm happy that Pete recommended me for today. What he doesn't realize, though, is that I'm secretly ousting him. Oh. So Ooh. I'm going to okay. be a quote-unquote guest today. And then I can slowly ease him into the idea that I get to come over on Thursdays <laughs> and drink nice whiskey nice. and hang out with you guys and make jokes uh, and talk about fun stuff. Really? So right. it's okay. all a part of my evil plan. All right. Okay. I was un- This was unbeknownst to me. All right. So, uh, Sarah, how are you doing? I mean, like, well, we already know how you're doing, but um, I guess the first question that we have for you is, because you seem like a very attractive young lady. Oh. Out of out of and you you're sure you've had a few boyfriends in your lifetime. Whoa. Oh. I don't, I don't know. I don't into know. the good stuff since Pete's not here, huh? So so my question is, out of all the men, why him? Ooh, that is a loaded question. So, um, <laughs> so well to be fair, there hasn't been that many men. Okay. Um, but I think what really sort of sealed the deal for me with Pete is we were friends for so long before we dated Uh and I, we just always really cared about each other. And there was this really genuine friendship and he, of course, listeners and both of you know that he loves to joke, loves to have a good time, can Uh always put a smile on your face. And, um, so like we always had a really good time together before romance was ever a part of the picture. Uh So when romance came into the picture, it was like, ha ha ha. This is what I've been waiting for. And and he'll and he'll tell you that like he's the one that was interested first, you know, like he'll oh. tease me and be like, well, if you just listen to me, you know, the, the you know, from the beginning, cause he was sort of always kind of after me a little bit, you know, I mean, he oh, expressed really? interest. Um, oh. and I'm the one that was slow to catch on, I guess, and kind of nice. come around to the idea. But when it, and timing is everything. So we've talked as well about how, you know, the timing was right for us when we did start dating. But, um, I think that's really what it was is that we enjoyed spending time together and drinking together and laughing together and just doing whatever. And so when romance kind of came into it for me, it would just like seal the deal. Like, okay, awesome. 
I can be romantic with my best friend. This is the coolest thing ever. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, that is. That's very interesting because I feel like I felt like I was kind of there for the whole, I guess, courting of 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 the courtship. So, yes. Yeah. The courtship. Yeah. The courting and was, years. And, 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 he and was it, a suitor. <laughs> And 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 it's it just it just felt like 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 because the first time I met you it was at Bearden Field House. Well, I probably met you before then, but I I had no recollection that I met you before. But um, first time I met her at Bearden Field House, and you know she came in, and she's smiling and laughing and giggling, and I'm looking at her and looking at Pete like, what's going on here? Hey. I just, like like did I just become the third wheel? Hey. Like oh I, I guess I did, and it's like I was like hey Pete I think she likes you, and then he was like. You sure? Like, yeah, I think so. I could tell by the way she looks at you. She, she I think she likes you. Aww. Oh, something in her eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something in his beer. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny though. I always tell people because we, you know, have been fr- had been friends for so long, but we hadn't hung out in a while. And Lavar was living with them at the time, uh-huh. and he and I were really good friends. He, he, me, and Pete had all worked together right, right, right. Um, on the strip and known each other for years, and. Uh, LeVar texted me one Christmas and was like, hey, Merry Christmas. Like, hope you're, you and your family are doing well and hope your brothers are doing good because he had met all my brothers. And, oh, wow. Um, he was like, yeah, I'm staying with Pete now. And I was like, oh, my God, how's Pete doing? Like, we all got to hang out. So I started going over there, you know, to hang out with them. And the first night I went over there, I was like, oh. Like, I haven't seen Pete in a while. He's ah. looking pretty ah. good, you know. But, no, I mean, it was just sort of like a like immediate reaction. It wasn't really like my mind, like, immediately went there. Yeah. Um, but we'd been kind of hanging out a little bit regularly, and we went out to Beardenfield House one night. Yeah. And uh, we, there was a big group of us. Like, uh, Chet was there. He also okay, used to work with us. Yeah. And there was a couple of other people that randomly showed up that we kind of ended up having this sort of, you know, big table of you know eight or ten people yeah and pete and i ended up sitting next to each other Ooh. and i had this realization like i was like pete is totally flirting with me yeah. like i had this realization at some point in the night that it was like crossing over into like flirting Attaboy. you know boy. and then so like immediately after that realization i was like oh my god i totally like it like i'm totally flirting back you know oh, wow. and so it just kind of like happened naturally that night and that night we kissed and we've been together ever since okay you know, i just want to take this i just take this time to shout out chet um i don't know who chet is but chet is one of the greatest names ever for like name history, like yeah. Chet. Yeah. Chet is C H E T, right? Yeah. Yes. Very cool much so. name. Yo, shout out to that guy. All right. Not to take away from that, but his real name's Chester, aka nickname Chester the Molester. Ooh. Chet was just the nickname. Well, that's uh, no shade though. I've, Love I've you, heard, Chet. I've, I've heard that nickname before. <laughs> I've heard that nickname before, but it's like, oh, I didn't know. Like, branch out to multiple people. Your name just Chet. You get that. You get yeah, that. Yeah, you're automatically the molester. Wow. There's <laughs> no choice in it. Unfortunately, if I'm not mistaken, my guy Pete's middle name might be Chester. Oh wow. Ah, uh, yo. Uh, Keep your hands to yourself, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, yeah, we're going to have a good show. Like I said, we're going to have Sarah sitting in with us. And, Sarah, don't be afraid to say anything. You know, speak your mind. Um, you know, we're just going to have fun talking and, 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 you know, just have a good time. All right. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. All right. So, we have come now to the point where we talk about last week. To Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Excuse me. 
uh, we're gonna need to pass the mic over here to Trevor because it's time for Lil Ed Bradley. Wait, what? That's my man from Sixty Minutes, right? The black dude, Ed Bradley. Yes, Ed Bradley. Ed Bradley. So Lil Ed Bradley, aka Lil Ed Bradley, aka Whiskey Wilson, with our Women's History of the Month. Yo, we're going to treat this week. mic like a hot potato because I'm going to just do the introduction and I'm going to hand it over because we blessed on this Women's History episode to have a woman in the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. I think, you know, it would be silly for me to, you know, run through the 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 person. What yeah. the, the highlighted Yeah, person. the highlighted, spotlighted, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. We got Dolly Parton. That's that's who we talking about today. Okay. Um, I Working think that's it. Yo, actually a cool movie. I, yeah. Like that was a cool movie. Eighties, right? Like yeah, late eighties, early eighties. Early. That was early eighties. Yeah, it was early eighties. It okay. was before Dirty Dancing. I know that much. And Dirty Dancing was like eighty six, eighty seven, I think. Yeah. Well, Dolly Parton, to me, that that was a logical choice. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. For the second week of Women's History Month. You know, last week we had Pat Summit. Right, yeah. Um, this week is Dolly. She's local. She's a legend. You know what I mean? She put in a lot of work. She did a lot of uh, things for, you know, charity and, and just she made a major impact on this area yeah. of the country with, right. you know, her work. So um, I felt it was only right for us to, you know, talk about Dolly besides the fact that, you know. You got some muchachas? <laughs> Yes, muchachas. The muchachas are important. If if you tune in the last episode, you know what we're talking about. The muchachas are muchachas are historic. You might have uh, heard them referred to as the chimney tops during the time of the uh, the wildfires. Oh wow! Um, but what we're talking about are her uh, iconic boobs. Um, and I think it's necessary for us to highlight that on this episode. But you know what? I'm going to pass this mic over to Sarah so she could give us her views and uh, what she thinks is important about Dolly. So, Sarah. Yes, all, all you East Tennesseans out there listening, I love how Trevor says my name, Sarah. Oh. Sarah, we're going to turn it over to Sarah. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, so Dolly Parton is one of my favorite women on the planet. I'm from East Tennessee. I grew up in this area. So I, of course, grew up knowing her and sort of knowing about her music and knowing about Dollywood and just this iconic figure, you know, in this area and, and being very aware of all of the development and enrichment that she brought to Sevierville. So she was a very, you know, poor Southern girl that grew up singing gospel music. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yes. She grew up singing gospel. That's how she learned to sing. Sounds like Elvis. Yes, yes. Well, a lot of greats actually grew up singing gospel. Um, and and I can relate to that, too, personally. I mean, I grew up in church singing. I grew up in a musical family, like, oh. you know. And so there's something that was very relatable about sort of her upbringing being, you know, from the Southeast and, mm-hmm. you know, from a not affluent area. And then, you know, developed this really incredible talent 
of singing and just turned it into an incredible enterprise. Yeah. Mm. And so, and we'll we'll visit the Tata subject in a little bit. We'll we'll come back to the male chauvinism because you know we're talking about Dolly Parton. You can't avoid it. But we're going to talk about a few other things first because there's so much uh, that you can say. Um, so for one, she sort of created her own brand just around herself. Yeah. But not in an egotistical way of oh, I'm just so amazing and I'm going to flaunt myself to the world, but I'm going to use this as a vehicle to bring prosperity and jobs and and, and bring life to this area where I grew up, you know, kind of a way to give back to home, which I think is incredible anytime anybody doesn't forget their roots. Um, And so she's created this brand around herself. She has this theme park, multiple theme park shows, Dixie Stampede. um, Which which, I get to go to. That is pretty sad. I've not been there yet. I've, I haven't been there. We gotta get to Dixie. Yeah. We, we should do. We should do a Dixie Stampede night Can because I have actually never been. I've been. What? I grew up going to Dollywood like every summer my whole life, but I've We're actually to never DC been. Pass revolt. Oh no! No! <laughs> no! Dolly, I'm sorry if you're listening. I'm sorry. Oh. No, we're gonna we're gonna go together, Let's okay? okay? We're gonna do a doers and sayers night, and we're gonna go to Dixie Absolutely. Stampede. All right. We're gonna give another shout out to Dolly because you you just can't do it enough. Yeah, <laughs> so, definitely. Um, so of course she's an incredible businesswoman. Brought lots of amazing things to this area. Um, she also has a literacy program for children, which is really cool. So um, for those of you that aren't aware of the program, she um, will send books to children under the age of five. It, Throughout the state of East Tennessee, it's not just on the east side of things. Yeah. Um, and you get a book every month, mm-hmm. and it's a way to promote literacy, especially in rural areas in Appalachia. Yeah. And I, so, I mean, I have a niece who's now seven, and she used to get her book from Miss Dolly every month. You know, my sister in law say, Miss Dolly's book is here. And it was, you know, it was this whole thing, and she yeah. loved it. And, you know, I think it's in special, especially important for, other families that maybe can't afford those things to get that every month, you know? Um, And so clearly I just love her. I think she's so incredible, done so much for the area Mm -hmm. and just really never, ever forgot or was ashamed of where she came from or was apologetic about it, which I also love. And so going back to the Tata thing, right? So another one of my favorite things about Dolly is that she's unapologetic. So she is 100% herself and does not give two fucks if you care or not or like her or not or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she'll be the first to say, like, I have huge tits and I made them that way because I like them. And other people like them. And I'm okay with that. Like, And not to be, you know, ostentatious or vulgar, but just that I am who I am, and I do not care what anybody thinks about right. me. You know, she's she's got her big blonde hair and her fake nails and her big old titties, and she's just like, I'm Dolly. I'm going right. to do whatever the hell I want yeah. to because mm-hmm. that's what everybody should do. And, I, right. you know, and yeah. I love that so much yeah. about her, you know. And people, of course, forget that she really is a humanitarian and... Yeah. And does a lot for 
all kinds of people. Um, yeah. But anyway, she's amazing. She's wonderful. She's done a lot for the LGBTQ community as well. She's okay. a big proponent of drag queens because I don't know if either of you know, but lots of drag queens love Dolly. Okay. And oh, they really? do Dolly music. I did music. not know that. that yes, sense. it's a very, very popular venue. Okay. <clears throat> I was right. afraid that you are going to say, I don't know if any of you guys know, but Dolly was born a man. And that was going to really... <laughs> That was going to really that kill me if she said that, that but I'm glad hurt. that you said what you said. Yeah. You didn't say what I said. Right. <laughs> right. No, she's she's always been really warm and 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 accepting of of that community. And especially being from this area, you know, I think it's it's really mm. great because she's received so much love and adoration and and right. wants people to know that she respects that community and appreciates them and loves them for who they are because she loves herself for who she is, and she right, thinks everybody yeah. else has the right to do the same. And mm. quite frankly, I agree. I love Dolly. I'm so glad that you guys featured her yeah. uh, tonight when I was here. Yeah, so we're happy that you were here because I don't even think we could have had the conversation go this long. I mean, like yeah. not not like a bad thing. We're like, man, we would have said a few things, but to hear it come from you right. made made this go a lot smoother than when me and Trevor were thinking about this <laughs> yeah. when we first came up with this. Like. Like, oh, what are we gonna say about it? Like, we can say this. Like, we can say this. It almost felt like we had we had uh, more in common about what we had to say about Pat. Some of them we did about Dolly Parton. So, thank you for coming, Sarah, and helping us out. Oh yes, no, I'm I'm so happy to be here. I seriously, Dolly Parton is on my top five list of celebrities that I can meet. I love her. I think she's amazing. She is a bona fide badass in every sense of the word. Okay. And she's from East Tennessee. Right. My girl's repping, okay? Yeah. yeah. Holding it down. Go East Tennessee. Now, what we didn't get to here, Sarah, favorite Dolly Parton song. Oh, oh man. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Let's get into it. So, oh, it's a weighted question. Well, 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 it's a weighted question. Well, after, upon further review, mine's is, mine's is Jolene. Okay, so I commend your selection, That's sir. very good you've, cho- you've chosen very well. That might have been mine. Well. Um, mine is, Jolene's a good one, but mine is probably... I will always love you because oh, from the best little whorehouse in Texas. I because I grew up with the Dolly version, you right. know. Like yeah. I didn't. I mean, now so you saw the best little whorehouse in Texas. Uh, oh. I am from East Tennessee. I'm, I, I'm, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> I was like, you're kind of young to be watching this movie at such a young age. Like this is what we. Do. Well, to be fair, I didn't. I didn't watch it at a young age. So oh. to be oh. fair, I did okay. watch it. Later on. Okay. Um, but I love that song, and I grew up with the Dolly yeah. version. And most people, well, not most people, but a lot of people only know the so Whitney, Whitney yeah. version. Yeah. And right, right. I mean, who could ever criticize Whitney? She's incredible. I love her version, too, but that's yeah. probably my favorite. Okay. Um, but Jolene, ugh, I don't know. It's a toss-up because yeah. Jolene is amazing. Yeah, it she, is amazing. And I must admit, she has the best version of Rocky Top out of every, all the version of Rocky Top that I hear. Mm, she yeah. has the best one. So yeah. it'll pop to her. Yes. And Another song of note though is nine to five. You can't oh, yeah. you yeah. cannot talk about Dolly and not talk about I'm working nine to five. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good yeah. one. You can't you can't talk about Dolly and not talk about yeah, that one as well. Real. Yeah. All right. So and that is gonna do it for our, our women's history month. So we had a uh, thank you, young Ed Bradley. Oh. And thank you, uh little Barbara Walters. Oh, Little Barbara Walters. Oh, I've had lots of nicknames tonight. Little Barbara Walters. uh, What was it? Maiden of Maryville. Yeah. 
I'm just, I'm just yeah. getting, racking up the nicknames. All right. And so now we're going to come to uh, last week today. And, uh, yo, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Women's Day March that happened. Yeah, let's talk about the Women's Day March. I don't know if it was a March, but it was Women's Day yesterday. Yeah. And this month is March. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> Read that wrong. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, yesterday was Women's Day, and I had no idea there was a such thing as Women's Day. I knew it was Women's History Month. Yeah. But I didn't know there was like a day in the month that was extra women-y. Yeah. Like, yo. Uh, I don't think there's one for there's Black History Month. It, oh, it's international. So it's like global. women everywhere. Oh, wow. Women global. everywhere. And it would seem to be like some solidarity movement that I found out about that was like uh, a day without a woman. Was like the the phrase, the catchphrase, and the, what it was supposed to be is like, uh, no women spend money. With, oh, it's like Black Solidarity Day, pretty much. It's like like how they did that, but it's kind of like women just say, "All right, we're gonna uh, use our economic power and just our, you know what I mean? Yeah, presence to affect change in a way, or at least flex on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, so let's see how life would be without us one time, and it's just like, all right, we're not going to work. We're not oh, spending wow. no money. Wow. And uh, and it seemed like a lot of women kind of uh, subscribe to that idea. That's gangster. And that's pretty gangster. Like, yeah. you just go to work and, like, none of the women are there. And yeah, it's just it's like, like a sword do? fight. Yeah, it like, like sorry, a secret must be <laughs> or something. Like, yeah, like, like, where are the women? We what? Need, where, where are the women? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I think that was cool. I didn't have any idea about that. I learned about it uh, yesterday while it was happening. And, you know, I felt it was worth mentioning. Uh, Sarah, you have anything to say about this? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I agree with what you said. I think it was uh, really just kind of about maybe making a point or, you know, flexing, you know, like, okay, yeah. like, we're a significant part of the society. We contribute in significant ways and and sort of using either economic pull or, you know, whether you're still going about your normal day and choosing to purchase things from companies owned by women or, you know, whatever, or if you took the day off work in solidarity. Um, I know of course, not all women out there are able to participate as far as just taking the day off work. Um, but I know there was a part of yesterday where, you know, to wear red in appreciation or in solidarity. So, um, as you guys know, so uh, my husband Pete is out because he had surgery yesterday. And so I wore red to the hospital. I wore my I Love New York t-shirt repping for you guys. Um, and I wore a red sweater. Um, and so I, and I don't think it's about, I think sometimes things about, women and the empowerment of women can be misconstrued about, oh, well, we hate men or, or women power and we want to take over the world and fuck everybody else. And yeah. I, it's really not how I see things. And I, I think that's not how the majority of, of the, of our yeah. gender feel mm-hmm. that way about it. I think it's more about, um, just validating that we're here and we're a part of society yeah. and history in some ways has not been kind to us, just like it hasn't been kind to lots of people and right. lots of groups of people. And, but, you know, I think it's, it's a powerful thing when people unite. And I yeah. think, I think it's a powerful thing when, when groups of people that share common values or mission or, you know, all of that kind of come together. Um, and, you know, we were talking about how yesterday was International Women's Day. So it wasn't just about, you know, the American side of things. It was about, yeah. you know, solidarity for women and appreciation yeah. of women, you yeah. know, worldwide, which is also really cool. So Yeah, absolutely. yeah that's, that's, that's definitely dope. And um, 
I feel like uh like I like I know I think I wore red yesterday. I can't remember, but I didn't know it was internet. Well, I saw that it was, but I didn't I didn't know the full scope of it. But you know, I'm always for for the women. <laughs> well, we are in the red room, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. if nothing else, you guys were repping the red room That's right. That's in right. solidarity. And to so. the women out there next year, don't go to the extremes and just like hold out on your man, please. Just, just, just you know, just be, you know, do everything right, but don't, don't take this if you're like, oh, it's women's out there today. We gotta, I gotta, I, you can't have none today. Like, whoa, ho, 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 ho. Yeah, we gotta work together. Yeah, work together. Oh yeah. We well, and that's that's kind of what I was saying too about. I feel like some people you know, like view feminism and and women power as sort of a dirty word as they view maybe lots of things, but there are lots of groups of people that maybe, you know, congregate together or or find a common value together, but it's not about that. And it's definitely not about that for me. I mean, maybe, maybe other, other women see it differently, but it's not about women are better. It's like that. Like not at all, not at all. It's about let's all be, a human race right. together. Mm-hmm. Let's right. let's be people. We're all people, yeah. and you know, that's what it's about. Okay, I think uh, just to piggyback off that, we was talking earlier about you know um, uh, divisiveness and different uh, perspectives versus agendas, right? Like, I think sometimes different groups have a perspective that they want to get out their perspective and represent for their side of things. But then a lot of times there are divisive agents that mm-hmm. take that perspective and turn it into an agenda, right? Yeah. And they're sure, like, yeah. okay, well, we really want to keep a lot of these groups separate because they're strength in numbers. And yeah. you unify people, then you can really affect change. So once they notice like a, a difference in perspective from one group versus another, certain people will play on that to try to make it even like deeper than it really is like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like oh they don't like them you know what i mean and it's not that like you said it's not that us and them and it's yeah it's not that. a thing like that it's more like hey we just want to rep for ourselves mm-hmm. the same way you're repping for yourself and i mm-hmm. think it's dope for uh you know everybody to have a voice in in an equal voice it's like they say separate but equal just because we're not the same doesn't mean we can't be equal you know what I mean? So yeah, I think that's absolutely. dope. All right. All right. And so moving on from from that, we're going to get back to East. Well, we're gonna keep it East Tennessee. And we're going to give a special congratulations to Lydia Pulsinelli. Yeah. Seventh, seventh grader from West Valley Middle School that won the East Tennessee Regional Spelling Bee. So, Lydia is yeah. <laughs> And mm, the, spelling the shit out of them words. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you the, go on with winning, your bad nerd self. The winning word was polyptoten. Polyps? Polyptoten. Pol- you want to take a shot at that po- one there, Sam? Polyp. Polyptoten. Okay. Lydia, forgive me. Uh, polyptoten. So, so how does it work in a spelling bee where you like you say the word first and then you spell it and then you say the word again? Yeah. yeah. So polyptoten. P-O-L-Y-P-T-O-T-I-N. Polyptoten. Don't tell uh, us right or wrong. You want to yeah, try let, wait, yeah, let Trevor do it. I yeah. want to try. We'll give you a different word, Trevor. 
Oh, if you want to do it like that, I don't know. It's okay, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Go ahead. We're gonna pile up. But no, 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 no. Oh, wait, wait, but what? see, cause see, the way it works on the spelling bee is if you get the if oh, you spell okay. the word okay. wrong, then you get the ding, and he gets a chance to spell the word right. Oh, okay, okay. So, so you want to do it that way? Hey, uh, okay. All right. So then, I feel out of respect for Lydia. We need to do it according to right. competition standards. Okay, then. So, so let's see here. Oh, okay. That's what, nice. Ding. So right. ding, I got it wrong. Right. Right. Okay. All right. All right. So, and Mr. Trevor. Is it on me now? Yes. So this is mean like somebody that's toting polyps. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I did not get the meaning of the word. Can we get it like in a sentence or like you know? Mm. Is that how they play? Right. That's how they play. Right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't think of the the. Why are you making me use the word pop twin in a sentence? There's your sentence. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm gonna. No I'm gonna say. Whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm gonna say P O L L U P T O T E N. Ding! Damn it, man! <laughs> All right, the correct spelling of polyptoten is a uh, P O L Y P T O. T-O-N. Oh, I was close. I was one letter oh. off. Yeah. Yeah. I was I-N, not O-N. <laughs> Ooh, uh, Lydia, right you minx. Yeah. You got me. You minx. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> so, yeah. And so, yeah. That's, Wait, it's like, and Lydia got it right? Yes. How old that. is Lydia? She's in the seventh grade. Man, shout out boy. to Lydia. That makes her 12. Yeah, 12. Like at least yeah. like somewhere 11, yeah. 12, I remember, 13, I remember um, around the yeah, age. She's like, also a 12 on a scale of 1 to 10. Ooh. Yeah. But the other thing that I saw that I saw when I read the article is that um this was her third time. She third tried it two times. Third time, no, third time in the um in the in the region this is the first time she won it. Oh, third time's a charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. So she really I, yeah. is like a spelling so, ninja. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember in the, she's been she's been competing on this like extreme <laughs> level right. for a while. Like now. if you've seen she, like if you've seen Aquila in the spelling bee, Aquila in the bee. You 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 know what these kids go through. I can't even say if you saw bad words. Have you seen bad words, Sarah? I have not. It's a movie starring Jason Bateman as a forty year old that finds a loophole to enter the National Spelling Bee. Love it. Love the idea. <laughs> I bet and, it's one. And, and all and all hell ensues after that. You know what? When the <laughs> when the when the show ends, I, I have a copy. I'll let you use it. Mm. You can take it home and watch it and tell me what you think. But I thought it was a great movie. Very ingenious and and he was just sabotaging these poor little kids. Hey. But uh, it, was, it, was, it was. That's okay. It was, Lydia could have took him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but um, she would have owned Jason Bateman. Yeah. Uh, so that means like if this is her third time, so the, so the first time she did was like fifth grade. So you think like like all the Greek root words like thought you were studying yeah. for in the SAT for your SAT or ACT test. She was already yeah. doing in like fourth and fifth grade. Like, wow. So like when you said polyp, she already knew like oh this is. From the Greek word polypitus. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like right. she like already you can knew. Do like, that. like yeah, yeah, yeah. She so. knew exactly what was going on. Okay. Yeah. She's All a right. cheater. <laughs> Don't listen to him, Lydia. You're All a right. badass, okay? All We're right. rooting for you next year, girl. No, I think no, but now no no. Um she won the East Tennessee Regional. I think she goes to the state reach state championship now. And then <gasps> if 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 she wins the state championship, then she goes to the one that's on ESPN. <laughs> Mm. Where she faces all the um other Americans and international students. Oh, that's love yeah, see, that's, it. Okay. okay, so we have to send a shout out to Lydia. Yeah, absolutely. Wherever you are, 
Hopefully your parents aren't letting you listen to us, but we love you. (laughs) And you're out there kicking some spelling bootay, and we want to see you at nationals, girl. All right. See, my thing is this. When you do the international stuff and you have these kids of Greek and Latin descent, and all these root words are part of their normal vocabulary... Isn't that like an unfair advantage? No, because if you're if you're studying the the like 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 these kids are studying this stuff, the Greek and Latin root words and all that stuff. So it's yeah. like there shouldn't like 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 remember, according to Achilles Spiller, be if it's a big word, break it down to small words. Yeah, each small word like like it has a root somewhere. Right. So you break it down by that. And then you go ahead and you know bring it all together. It's like okay, if I know this is the root word of this, this is the root word of this, this word, there's a pretty good chance. You can spell the word out because you know if you ever watched the spelling bee, you're not allowed to have a pencil, so you can't write the write the, write write it down per se and then right. spell it out. So like a lot of kids you see them do, they'll they'll flip their little the little number card up and it's just start. Yeah. Or what what Akila would do in the spelling bee, she would like they, she felt like there was a rhythm to spell the word, so she would like have to tap her. She would just this tap is her a real like sport. That, like, yeah. A rhythm. Ooh, yeah. that makes me think of like music, yeah. and lyrics, yeah. and stuff. Like oh. Oh, let me just like beat that out on, you know, like on my knee real fast yeah. before I just like spin this to the spelling bee judges. Like, right. I like yeah, that. Yeah, because I think that once in that same movie, uh, she jumped rope. She had like a, a man who jumped rope because she started, because Lawrence Fisher told her, don't do that. Yeah. So she had to figure out another way to do it. So she started jumping rope. Yeah. To, and and she would keep a rhythm with that. And we know all know who grew up in certain neighborhoods of the different spelling that goes on during some of these double Dutch yeah. kind of like yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, whoa, 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 we're gonna have to have that again. I can't, I can't do that no, ever no, again. We need a, 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 I mean, but you kind of you kind of know what I, what I'm getting at. Yeah. But um, yeah. you know. I think I I could see where that comes from. Um, right. I feel the need after you say you know the rhythm stuff to shout out Kevin Madison yeah. because uh, the incredible letterman because he's the incredible letterman and he was like one of the first rappers to spell yeah like entire songs out yeah. instead of right. rapping exactly right yeah. so yeah. shout out yeah. to uh, K Solo right yeah <laughs> Trevor do you remember what K Solo stands for. Don't you gotta help me out? I don't know. Oh, wow, that's, that might be a question. K-V-I-N-M-E-D-I-S-O-N. He said it Remember on Nick Wack. He said it on Nick Wack Patty If you remember his verse from Nick Wack Nack. Educate me, sir. The K stands for Kevin Self Organization Left Others. Nice. Mm. Pretty okay. Pretty witty. Yeah. I like yeah. it. I like yeah. it. I love that thing about rhythm, though. Like yeah. the way people either like remember things or. Yeah. Execute things like Christopher Walken does that. Yeah. Like there's this thing which That's true, I'm which sure you know. Like if you've seen. Oh, Christopher Walken. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher, if you're listening, I love you. Ooh, um, oh, she did a peat. She just pulled a peat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, it's, in, it's in the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I told you, I told you, I got to marry my best friend. I'm the luckiest girl ever. <laughs> um. So, but he has this sort of like cadence in the way that he, like, delivers his lines. And he's talked before about how, like, that, that helps him memorize things and that, like, that's how he gets his, like, lines down. But I love it. Yeah. Like, it's, because for me, it's just sort of, like, his, like, signature thing. And and when I hear it, like, I just, like, automatically, I'm like, yes, that's Christopher yeah. Walken. Right, right, yeah. You know, and, and of course, I love him. So if I, like, recognize, I'm like, yes, that's Christopher Walken. I'm like, yes, he's a badass. I love it. Like, what right. movie is it? Like, I'm totally into it. 
But I love that idea of like rhythm or like a beat, like whether it's yeah. like the slap of a jump rope or like the slap on your leg or whatever yeah. to help you remember stuff. I think that's so fascinating yeah. about like how the brain works because I think that shit really works. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I just want to say, uh, not to keep continue with the spelling bee, then I'll move on to the next thing. Um, in fourth grade, I actually won a spelling bee, my class spelling bee. Yeah. Joe, my, are you a spelling my, bee my, champion? My, my winning word was equivalent. Oh. Spell it right now. E Q U I V A L E N T. Equivalent. You're supposed to say it at the end. Equivalent. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You almost yeah, but, got uh, the bell. But, uh, you almost got the bell. Right. But um <laughs> but yeah, it was like it was like another thing that said in bad words, um, you always remember your winning word. Right, right. So so you know, like 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 if you ever see see you like polyp polyp totin, you're like, Oh yeah, I'm not winning word, what's up? You you, you saw it? Like if you ever see if I ever ever meet her, I'd be like, I love polyp totin. I lost a spelling bee in fifth grade. <laughs> I lost a spelling bee in fifth grade, and the word was magician. <laughs> Can you spell it now, Trevor? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I Maybe feel... we could have at the beginning. But... Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I'll give it a try. Okay. It's M A G I C I A N. And get the magician. Yes. There you yeah. Go. Okay. There you go. There you go. All right. See. Thank you. Thank you. Thank correct. you. I think when I was in fifth grade, I, I was M A J. I did an M A J. And I failed. Right. <laughs> right. That's like when you spell elephant with the F and not a P H. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See. It's yeah. very tricky, man. Well, to be fair, I still have to like Sesame Street things out sometimes. Yeah. You know. And when I say Sesame Street it out, like I have to like spell it out. Like it sounds like Connecticut or like. Right. There's another example that I'm trying to think of that I spell at work a lot. Um, Anyway, but to where I have to spell it out like it looks instead of how it sounds, like phonetically. And I call it Sesame Streeting it out. I'm like, oh, got to Sesame Street this one. (laughs) You know? Because sometimes, and to be fair, talking about like other countries having an advantage, having like older languages or like Latin roots or Italian roots or whatever. Like, English is the worst as far as, like, there's so many exceptions to the way you spell things and the way you pronounce things and, like, all that. Like, the rule, like, I, you know, I I after E except after C and, like, 20 billion other exceptions. Like, why is that even a rule? Like, give me a break. screwed me over. Yeah, exactly. Like, your rule is fucking me right now. (laughs) Okay. And so, um... Yo, being that it's um that it's Women's Month, uh, we want to get into the entertainment side of it. Uh, recently, I want to say about three weeks ago, I'm still behind. So, girls started, and for some reason, Trevor has decided to watch this show. I don't know why. I think I told him about it, and you know, I told Trevor a lot of stuff, but he's like, just taking credit. <laughs> hey, he, he got it. You get it. It's like he's like, I don't know what. And it's like you know, um, we started watching it, and yo, Trevor, why don't you tell people what you think about it? Yo, let me, I'll tell you how, how I got turned on. Well, first, you definitely put me on the girls, like, a while ago. Like, you were talking about this show, and I was like, man, I don't want to watch no show called Girls, man. Like, Why? I just was like, I, I don't think I'll be able to find anything to relate to in this show. You, you know like what I mean? Girls? I do like girls. girls. You know, I, that should have been an indicator for me to go ahead and watch it from the beginning. But I was being you, stubborn you and chauvinistic. Like girls, yes, awesome. I should have mm. been. But uh, <laughs> what what caught me though is you know uh, just randomly 
flicking through channels. It was just this girl. She was talking to a writer, and I I don't remember the whole plot of what was going on. I didn't catch it from the beginning, but from what I saw, it was probably about fifteen minutes worth of the show. I was like, man, this is really well written. I'm into like the writing of a show. I'm not so much into the action or the you know explosives or anything like that. Um, I'm into a well written show, something that has nuance and detail and intricacies and all that kind of. That's how I watch you know shows and television and movies. But this particular show, I, I could tell was well written. Uh, within 15 minutes, mm. these characters had a lot of depth, and it was like, wow, this looks like. You're peeking into real life. Like, these aren't, like, characters. These are real people, it seems like. Uh, so I was like, man, now, you, you know, you hit the info button to see, like, what the hell am I watching? This is great. And it was like, oh, you're watching Girls. And I'm like, this is, this is the show Joe was telling me about that I was trying to avoid, but it's great. Like, right. in 15 minutes, it had me hooked. And I end up, you know, going all the way back to season one. And we said, maybe this is... Less than two weeks ago, maybe two weeks, and I'm already on season five. Yeah, yeah. So it's like binge. Yo, you're definitely binging hard on girls. You know, some of this stuff is too estrogened out for me. Like I can't get <laughs> all the way over there. Right. Okay. But so most of the stuff is like great. Explain what you mean by like too estrogened out. Like what is like too far to where you're like, okay, I can't relate to this. Or this doesn't make sense to me, or it's just not entertaining. I think I think that for me, I still I don't know if I'm old school or if I'm I don't know what. It is, but I feel like there are distinct there are some distinct differences between how the male mind operates versus the female mind. I do believe that the male mind relies heavier on logic. And the female mind heavier on emotion. I believe that. I don't say that one is better than the other. I don't think relying on logic necessarily means you're always going to be right. And I don't think that emotion is a weaker sensibility. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, sometimes emotion is the right thing to rely on over logic. And I think that's why the union of a man and a woman is so perfect because it creates balance. But for me, I'm on one side of the scale and I can relate more to that side. So when watching some of these shows, there are some of these things that are extra emotional. I just can't relate to it. You know what I mean? I could get some of it, but it gets... Like you can't go all the way. I can't go all the way there. It's like, okay, like I could see kind of why you're doing that, but I know I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Um Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. Like the good thing about the show, though, at the same time is uh, most of it, they do have a couple of male characters who I think they represent the kind of sensibilities that I can relate to. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it shows them, and it shows both sides, the male and female side, when the male is right and when the male is wrong, when the female is right and when the female is wrong, when they're both right from different perspectives. You know what I mean? And uh, and that that's the kind of detail and intricacy that I think, for me, makes the show compelling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? Just because this person is right doesn't mean that person's wrong. You know what I mean? They could both be right from different perspectives. And, and it's hard for a lot of, I think, shows, I think, to capture that 
they kind of always have a good guy and a bad guy or a right yeah. person and a wrong person. Yeah. Black and white. Yeah, it's kind of real simple. But this show is able to capture, like, you know what? No, everybody is right in their own right. You know yeah. what I mean? They're, they're kind of, <clears throat> each person living their truth. And sometimes it works out where these separate individual truths work well together and sometimes they don't. Yo, shout out to Lena Dunham, who is the the writer and director of the show, right? Yeah. For being able to capture all of these elements from both sides. I mean, this yeah. is a woman who's doing writing for the men characters in the show as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I got I can't do nothing but you know take my hat off to her for being able to capture all of this. Um, and yo, shout out to her. Dope show. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I haven't watched the show. I mean, I've heard of it. I know about the writer, and I know she stars in it. Mm -hmm. um, But I haven't actually watched a lot of episodes. Mm -hmm. So I love what you say about talking about sort of like representing both sides as far as like sort of representing sort of the male perspective and representing the female perspective. And, of course, you relate to some things more than others. Do you feel like the show, and I'm just asking this out of curiosity because I don't really have any context, but do you feel like the show challenges gender roles at all or challenges the way that like society sees girls or sees women? Absolutely. I mean, from, Joe watched it for longer and more. He's further along in it than I am. So I'll let him chime in as well. But from my perspective, absolutely. Lena Dunham is a very, from what I could tell, Pro femme, you know, individual like she's like you know, girl power all the way. So she's putting that out there. I think the great thing, and that's another thing we were talking about earlier. Um, a great thing that comes from shows like this, and there's a lot of shows that are kind of popping up here and there from more marginalized groups of people, mm-hmm. is that it shows a widened kind of diaspora of what that group is made of. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you, you you might say that there was a certain uh, viewpoint on most of, you know, entertainment from a certain perspective that most uh, television and movie was coming from. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. these other groups weren't really been, being able to be shown in their full kind of expansive kind of representation of the variety of, you know, characteristics and, and uh, personalities that come from these groups. Mm-hmm. So now watching this show, you get to see, okay, girls or women aren't just this way or that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not just thin and pretty or fat and funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. they can be a billion different kinds of women. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and they can have different characteristics as this and that, and that has that and this and another thing. And you know what I mean? It could be, you know what I mean? Right, and, and, yeah. and, and, and there's as many varieties of women as there are of, of men. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's cool. And I think that this show represents for that. Yeah. And kind of puts it out there like you could watch this show. Like I'm a guy who was hesitant to watch the show, but. They pulled you in. Once you get in and you give it a shot, it's like, you know what? I'm not watching a girl show. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I think from a male perspective, when you think a girl show, you're thinking of very limited types of women. You think like chick flick. Like, like yeah, you're like, girls, okay, you're everything's like, okay, going to be I'm pink. Gonna there to might this. be some ponies there, probably <laughs> cupcakes. You know what I mean? And like, and I'm not into that. But when you actually watch it, 
Yeah. It's showing you so many different kind of, you know, angles yeah, of who women just are. highlighted all the misconceptions that the show is disconstruing, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Pink and unicorns. That's and exactly what, what right. I mean. It's oh, like, it kind of broke that down for me and kind of... Broke that barrier. And, and you know, not only that, but um, I got to also shout out Lena Dunham for being an oddly shaped woman. Who's always naked in the uh, in the show? <laughs> oh, see, no, I was gonna ask you guys about that because I I haven't seen the show, so I'm kind of just like you know shooting from the hip on these. Okay. But um, and and Joe, I I definitely want to hear your opinion too. So okay. don't don't let us skip that out. All right. But I know, or at least I've heard about the show that there is a lot of nudity. Yeah. And it's a lot of women specifically. Lena Dunham and others that are not sort of like the stereotypical yeah. definition of yeah. like Hollywood beauty, like right. not super thin, voluptuous, like yeah. just very, like that yeah. very, very tatted as well. Yeah. Like very superficial. Yeah. I, I don't want to say superficial. I feel like that puts like judgment on the work on like the definition, but yeah. like this very narrow perception yeah. of what beauty is for right. women in yeah. America. Right. Um, so, Joe, I'd love to hear your perception on the on the show and then specifically about like body image because Trevor talked about like okay, so Lena Dunham is yeah, not um, necessarily yeah. like this perfectly, you know, Barbie doll girl and right. she's nude a lot. Right. And then we'll go back to your perception on this too, Trevor. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting cuz when I when I caught Trevor today, he was watching an episode where uh I love how you say caught I yeah. caught Trevor. I caught Trevor watching an episode of The Girls. Okay. I caught him. I caught him red-handed. <laughs> yeah, but um, he uh, he uh, um, he was watching an episode where Lena Dunham's character was uh, found pic- pic- naked pictures of 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 her boyfriend's ex-girlfriends in his phone, and he was given the reason why they were there, and she was like, "Well, where are my pictures at?" And so we were like, "Like, well, I mean." It's kind of hard because you don't, you know, pose the same way as these other girls. Because you're always like, 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 you know, throwing up a peace sign or making a funny face. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Okay, let me keep it. Let me just make it rated R. Okay. He told his girlfriend, like, I whack off to these pictures. And your pictures, I can't really whack off to because you're always making these funny faces or, or crazy yeah. hand, hand gestures. So then she goes to one of her friends and starts doing these poses naked and he's taking pictures so that she could put those on his phone or send them to his phone so she can can masturbate. She's not understanding. Because she wants him to masturbate to her, not to these other broads, right? Yeah. She's like, well, get these other hoes out of here. Yeah, and so then she goes (laughs) and and finds his phone, deletes all those old pictures of the girlfriends. Deletes the whole spank bank. Yeah, yeah. Done. Bye. See you later. Wow, that's a... That is a... Wonderful word. Oh. Um, I mean, let's just call it spank. Yeah, spank. Yeah, That's what it yeah, is, yeah, right? Yeah, spank. yeah but, uh, but she, and then she puts all her pictures in. But it's like, it still <laughs> goes back to the um thing where it's like, yo, it's like, I don't, like Trevor's right. She has no problem showing off her, her body. I don't think any of the girls that for Shoshana has so far that I've seen. But it's like, you know, there, there's no... Like they're they're happy about it. I think there was an episode where she pees in public and you know, you see her like hyper her dress and she just yeah. goes hits, cops a squat and pisses. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Some crazy ass <laughs> stuff. But um yeah, um I, I think I like it for that. It's like these girls are regular girls. It's not like not like you're watching Jennifer Aniston or Lisa Kudrow 
on Friends okay. and stuff. It's like, okay, there, there, there's there's a certain body type they have. Just like, oh, oh I'm yeah, so yeah. glad you said Lisa Kudrow, by the way, instead mm-hmm. of Courtney Cox, because Lisa Kudrow does not get enough credit yeah. on Friends. Okay. Just <laughs> as a side note. <laughs> all, right, all right. Everybody's always talking about Monica and Rachel, Monica yeah. and Rachel. Phoebe's yeah. fucking hot. All right, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Let's not ignore her, okay? Yeah. She's quirky. She's the hippie. Right. Doesn't you make her less quirk. hot. <laughs> yeah, but um, more it's, quirk, it's, please. Yeah, but it's more definitely what? What more quirk. quirk? More quirk, please. Yes, quirk. I second that. More quirk. Yeah, but um, I don't think there's any bias on 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 what the girl looks like. These girls all have faults and flaws, and that's what makes the show the show. It's looking at their faults and flaws. When I first started watching it, I thought it was like a, a Sex in the City for twenty year olds. Okay. My question is, do you feel like it's a more raw version of Sex in the City? I don't know. I uh, watched Sex in the City. Like, it's like, I, I have seen Sex in the City. I, I, I'm, I I'm 30. Just, I'm a female. I, I, like, I, think, I love it. My husband's from New York. Of course, I've seen it. But do you feel like it's a more like raw or like real or realistic version yeah, I would of say women? More realistic, and plus, it's not. It's not. Um, it's not told from the view of Hannah, like like how Sex and the City was told mm-hmm. from the view of Carrie. It's sure. like the, you got these four women, and you're getting all their stories, and it's not how Hannah views their situation. Not it's not how Hannah views Jess's situation or Hannah mm-hmm. views Martin's situation, like how it is Carrie views Samantha. Or, so it's more all inclusive, like yeah. Trevor was saying, like. Yeah. Male yeah. and female perspective. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then like um, there there are other shows you know that that are following along the same lines. I was telling Trevor about Insecure, um, that's written by Issa Rae, and I think that's done very well. And then there's mm-hmm. a show that you watch that we both watch, um, Orange is New Black. That I feel like you know that gives a pretty strong rep- representation of women, and not only just women, but just um, women in the prison system. What do you have? What? Well, why don't you tell people how you feel about um, Orange is New Black? Oh, well, I am a huge fan of the show. I, I love it. Um, I'm also very fascinated with just crime, the court system, all that whole, like the whole spectrum. I'm yeah. very, very fascinated by it. So, Are you an ID channel girl? Oh, yes. I like, okay, so oh. I like, I like the, the picture of my perfect Saturday. And, like, you're going to get a glimpse into, like, what P's wife is like. So, like, my perfect Saturday is, like, waking up, making a big old omelet, (laughs) chilling on the couch with the dogs, watching a Law & Order, or Forensic Files Marathon. Oh, okay. Like, I, I love criminal shows. I love documentaries about that kind of stuff. I just think it's so fascinating. Okay. I okay. have this question because this is... <laughs> I'm going to ask this on behalf of all men. Yes, please do. What is it with women in these kind of shows? Um, I think there is a fascination with attempting to understand... I think there's a fascination with attempting to understand what motivates people to do horrific things. So, or at least that's where, like, my motivation comes from. So we were we were talking about girls and about how, like, you know, talking about the female perspective and, you know, there's different things that play into women's actions or women's decision-making um, based on emotion that maybe, like, the characters in the show are portrayed as, like, weighing these factors but maybe wouldn't occur to you. And you're like, what? I would never make a decision based on that or I would never weigh that factor. And so for me, it's about an attempt to understand what either motivates people or what curses people or or not, not curse in the true sense of curse, but like, what is it 
that happens that motivates people to do horrific mm. crimes. It's fascinating to me. The psychology is fascinating to me. It's also fascinating to me in the way that, like, not just, like, okay, doing, like, really horrible things, but, like, oh, like, could you do, like, a uh, kind of smaller crime uh, and, like, get away with it, you know? worried about. Exactly. Well, and Pete, like... Pete always like Pete will ask me because I watch those shows all the time. Like I watch Law and Order all the time. I love the ID channel. Yeah. I watch Forensic Files. I watch like just anything that has to do with basically like true crime, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I watch documentaries about prison shows, and we'll and we'll come back to what Joe originally introduced as well. Like we'll come back to Orange Is the New Black because I love that show as well. But it's just it's so fascinating to me. It's so fascinating. Like, the story that culminates that either pushes people over the edge or, like, motivates them to do something that's, like, totally crazy or why they think they could get away with it and they think they're, like, you know, super sleuth-tastic and the cops aren't going to be on them, you know? (laughs) So it's it's fascinating to me. It's fascinating to me. But but Pete will tease me because he's, like, so... Like, do you feel like you could get away with murder? Like, so, like, if you ever decide to, like, off me, like, are you going to be able to get away with it? And my answer is always twofold. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. but no. Right. Because I feel like I've seen, like, enough folly of, like, yeah. the criminals that I've right. seen be brought down. Yeah. But there's also the alternate perspective of, like, there's always this, like, really small detail that, right. like, brings it down to a right. crashing halt. Right. And they're like, oh, they took care of everything except for... Right, yeah. right, exactly. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You know? And so, like, we kind of joke about how I'm so fascinated with it. But I think for me, it's just an attempt to understand why people do horrific things. Yeah. It's to, like, to me, like, sure, I'd love to know about like a crook that like figured out how to like cheat the system. But it's yeah. more about like, why do people do like, yeah. why do people wake up one day and like murder their wife or murder their murder their husband? Or right. like, why do people what, like, why are people serial killers? Like, right. what, like, what motivates that? Or, like, how does that happen? Or how does that progress? Or, or <laughs> more importantly, how do you get away with it right. for yeah. an extended period of time? And so it's very, very fascinating to me. Okay. Very fascinating. But I know, I know we were originally talking about um, Orange is the New Black, and I mm-hmm. love that show. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think I think the the one thing that I got about Orange and Black is how bogus the crimes were that these girls got arrested for in or doing doing their time for. Who was I thinking of? Um, Flocka's Block Flocka's best best friend. Flocka, what the hell? Isn't there one like like? Trav, uh, have you watched the show? I've never seen the show. Oh, yeah. Um, or even it. or even yeah. or, 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 or even Crazy Eyes is like 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 um, she was just trying to be nice and it went bad. Well, I think I think Crazy Eyes, like, her situation is because she's in a particular, like, mental situation. Yeah. Not necessarily saying that she's, like, mentally disadvantaged or whatever, but mm-hmm. there's some specific things about, like, her behavior, her thought process, her yeah. mindset that motivated why she acted the way she did. And then, of course, it escalated and... 
yeah. and turns yeah. into something bigger. And of course, the longer you watch the show, the more you realize about like the inmates and like what their backstory is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I really appreciate about that show in particular is that it, I think it's an accurate representation of the yeah. American judicial system. Okay. I think there's a lot of things that people end up in the criminal system for that yeah, right. when you know them and you know their story and you know how they ended up there, it's like, uh, do they really need to be in yeah, federal yeah. prison for 20 years? Eh, yeah. Maybe not. And I think that that show really brings it to light because our judicial system is so flawed. I'm not, yeah. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not saying it shouldn't exist. I know there's lots of very necessary things that happen, but I think it's really easy in an American courtroom for things to get construed to a specific agenda. And I think that that show really shows the sort of humanity of the people Mm. that are in a high security women's prison. And they've either done very, very high volume distribution drug crimes. They've done murder. They've done, you know, the whole gamut. They've done kidnapping. And and then you learn more about who they are as a person and and what led them to like motivate those decisions or or where their mindset was when they made those decisions. And I think it really highlights what is so flawed about our judicial system. Yeah. And just to piggyback off that, when she says, like, our judicial system, it's like I read uh, recently but also a while ago uh, that America has way more people in prison than anywhere else. Like, okay, I, could, I could see that. Like, why do we have, like, all of these countries that we say, oh, they're so primitive or right. third world or they have all of this craziness going on, but we got... More people in prison than anybody by a long shot. Systems for profit, that's why. Well, and to that point, shout out to Ava Dorvinay for creating the movie The 13th. Oh, yeah. Who goes deep into uh, exactly what she said about uh, the uh, for profit prison industrial system. I'm not going to get too deep into it, uh, but it's exactly what she meant about the for profit prison industrial complex system mm. and it, you know i mean at the end of the day to to make it short and sweet we know that this country was built off slavery right yeah they got rid of slavery i mean in one uh sense but at the same time this is a major major uh powerhouse nation you know what i mean and you don't have a powerhouse nation by paying everybody fair wages for the work that they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, we got to get a certain amount of work done for a very low cost. You know what I mean? Back then it was traditional slavery. But, you know, nowadays, you know, you had the, like she said, the for-profit prison industrial complex system Mm. that creates a different style of slave. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They're doing a lot of work in these prisons for, like, no money, like yeah, oh, fifteen yeah, cents an hour. And a lot of money for a lot of people. Exactly. That's why yeah. we have so many criminals. Exactly. So you know, it all plays into you know a lot of the same thing. How do we support this country financially? Yeah. Without you know paying everybody a reasonable yeah. wage because it's 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 not about paying money. It's about making money. Making money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we want to 
pay out less and bring in more. So, you know, check out the 13th. Ava Dorvenet, I believe, is the name. So Ava that plays Dorvenet. into Women's History Month. Another great female director, a woman director. Okay. You might get in trouble for saying female these yeah, days, I heard. Yeah, yeah, you watch my mouth. Yeah, woman, woman. Woman director. Is that correct? Hold on. Let's go to the let's go to the source. Um from my personal perspective, uh, the word female is not offensive or derogatory. But that is only Just, my yeah. perspective. Okay. So I know there's been some some hubbub, some yeah. hullabaloo about hullabaloo. that. Hullabaloo. Yes. Um, so you came with diaspora and Sarah just said hullabaloo. I feel she so me. She I, feel, I feel like so. <laughs> feel so. Um so like to me it it's not offensive. Like I think it's male female. Yeah, man you know, woman. Yeah. But I I don't I don't honestly know like where that motivation comes from. I think I think, I it, think it's probably more about context, like in the right. way that it's used, right. you know, and Maybe I've just been lucky enough to not hear it used in a negative way that I don't respond to it in right. that you know, you know, emotional, emotional sense. Um, so, it, so it doesn't bother me. Okay. It, it doesn't bother me personally. But if if it was used with a like a certain intonation, I yeah. think with like a lot of terms for lots of groups of people, like it could feel. Kind of shitty. So, you know, maybe I'm just lucky in not having experienced that. But I understand maybe why some people, like, kind of recoil and, like, oh, no, I don't like that. I was going to say, I might be wrong, that it's based upon, like, um, you know, there's a, like, it's based on the sense of animals and thinking that you have more self-worth than a dog. It's like, like you say, like a female dog or or male dog is like uh, when you say female dog, it's like like what are you trying to say? Like that's how some because like like yeah. it, it says like like you like when you say female, it's like a term you associate with an animal, and you're trying to get there from like I'm more than an animal. Yeah, I think in in the sense of the word, I mean, I, I don't know what I'm saying. Never no, mind. no, Forget no. What it I make, said. It make, nah, that makes a lot of sense. But I think uh, salute Sarah and the fact of being able to say it doesn't, it's not offensive to her. Right, you know, and I think what happens a lot of times is that people feel the need to uh, subscribe themselves to groupthink in certain instances, and it's like, yeah. oh, well, old words, so we not messing with that. All right, so yeah, I don't like that without actually having their own reason or feeling why they don't want to. You're not offended, but the group you feel like you want to be part of is offended so now you're gonna act like you're offended and that like that's another thing that happens in various groups mm. you know what i mean yeah. it's people they yeah. just subscribe to the uh wave of that group that they want to call themselves a part of so i think it's important to be able to say yo this is how i feel personally you know what the group is saying or not i'm representing for me personally and uh i think that takes a certain amount of bravery and just Individualism, you know what I mean. So, salute to Sarah again. Okay, all right. I love it. The Sarah, the Sarah, <laughs> saluting the Sarah. I'm channeling my inner Dolly. In case y'all didn't notice. Okay, so I'm trying to be unapologetic for who I am. <laughs> That'll take care of uh, last week today. Moving right along to uh, Jomo's bulletin board. A few things going on going on this week, this weekend, and up next week. Uh, March 11th, 
the fifth woman will be having a show at Scruffy City. Um, I think the ticket price is fifteen dollars. Um, we've been talking about Fifth Woman for a while now. Um, really gonna give a shout out to them. And um, yo, if you have the time Saturday, uh, it's at Scruffy City. Yes, yeah, at Scruffy City. Um, Scruffy City Hall. So make sure you go ahead and go go there and you know have a good time. Definitely. Yo, some um, other stuff going on March eleventh, right? Yeah, but we'll get to that later. March sixteenth, uh, the food truck park at Blue Slip Winery. It's going to be at the historic Southern Railway Station on March 16th. Um, I think they're going to be having some live bands there. I didn't get the name of the band. Sorry. Um, it should be pretty cool. Um, I've been hearing my friends go to this a lot like over the past couple of years. So definitely something you want to check out. And that's on March 16th. And March 17th, which is... Uh, oh, let me get back to that one. Um, March 14th, uh, we have the Harlem Globe Trials at Thompson Bowling Arena. Um, that's always a fun show. I haven't yet to been to one, but I've always seen it on TV. And it looks like it's fun. They have a good time. Um, if you're in the basketball, and plus it's like it's getting ready to be college tourney season, so you know definitely want to check that out. And finally, we have the Shamrock Downtown. It's gonna be happening on um, Market Square and on Gay Street on the 17th and 18th. Yeah. Um, for St. Patty's Day. Patties. So make sure you're wearing your green, showing your, join your Irish Irish pride. Um, like I said, I think. Kiss last me, week. I'm Irish. Yeah. Yeah, I need. I, uh, I need. Yo. To, yeah. You gotta get your um, Guinness and your Jameson. Yeah, the Irish car bomb. Kiss me, I'm Irish. Yeah, that's right, black Irish. Yeah, yeah. 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 My, hey. my last name is Kinja. I found out that that's Irish. Hey, we're so. drinking Jameson tonight. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah, you got, you got the Jake. Get, get, oh, the whiskey of the day. Pete is going to be pissed. Listen, yeah. the whiskey of the day, again, is the Jameson Caskmates Stout Edition. So, uh, yeah, y'all go to your local liquor store, ask for it, and if they don't have it, Burn the place down. And then say, kiss me, I'm Irish. Kiss me, I'm Irish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, but also you got to have your corned beef and cabbage. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's Corned right. beef and cabbage is very important. If you can get your hands on some Irish soda bread, then you win. At life. That's right. See? Come on. You know. And oh. also, I think Sarah has red hair right yeah. now. So with a green shirt. So yeah, she's, she's in the building. Oh, she's representing right now. Shirt on. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. So oh, yeah. I have super pale skin, and I'm super freckly. My dad was redhead, came out blonde, but I'm redder and redder, redder as the day goes by. Um, and I have on a green shirt. So we are perfectly prepping. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Let's do it. All right, and that'll take care of the um of Jumbo's bulletin board. Um, now you know, as you know, as always, every week we have uh, our top five, and because Sarah is here with us tonight, we're gonna let Sarah uh, give us our top five list. So, yay! And Jomo be? also says that Sarah, we're gonna yeah. let Sarah give us our top <laughs> five. <laughs> um, okay, so I have been thinking long and hard about this list. So I have two options for you gentlemen and you have to choose your top five. I feel like this is like that like picture joint adventure type thing right now. So choose wisely. First option is and I know you guys have done like food themed things before. Uh Uh-huh. But as we like previously alluded to in the show, I'm fascinated with criminals. So first top five is if you were on death row, Ooh. what are the five things that you would request as your last meal? Last oh, meal. so 
So top five foods I'll have my last meal is one is one one of them. Yes. Okay. So top five foods, and I want to be clear about the fact that if you request a beverage, that is one of your five. Okay. Oh wow! So it was like now if you request like a condiment, like I want mashed potatoes and gravy, like that's just oh, one. Okay. But if you want like a Dr Pepper, okay, as a part of your last yeah. meal, that's one of your five. Okay. Okay. Right. On the alternate hand. Option number B. And I said number B. Yes. yes. Gotcha. <laughs> so the other option is if you had to make a survival pack and you could only have five items, <laughs> like you like are dropped on a desert island and you have to fend for yourself, make food for yourself, make shelter clothing for yourself, like whatever, what are the five things that you would take mm. with you. And I'm going to let ladies out there, I'm going to let the gentlemen decide. Uh, Jomo, do you want to go first or second? We first got to figure out which one we want to do first. I'll, I'll go first either way. I'll go no, first. I, no, you got to vote. You got to vote. Oh. Do you want to do like death oh. row food or survival pack? I think survival pack. Okay. Trevor? Oh, a survival pack. I have no problem with that. That's fine. Okay. So, since I suggested the list, do I have to go first or do I uh, go last? I mean, well, we're, we're, it's ladies first, so if you want to go <laughs> first, you can, but yeah, ladies okay. first. Okay. So, for me, in our survival pack, I have to have sunscreen. Because <laughs> we talk about <laughs> how I'm Irish and I have red hair and freckles and I'm basically the cover, like the color of a white sheet of paper. So, I'm not going to make it in the elements without sunscreen. So, I need sunscreen SPF 1000. Okay. That's first and foremost. Yes, as high as they make it, whatever year we are in the future, whatever the highest SPF is, that's what I need. That's what I need to have. Second, I need a knife. You have to have a knife, right? Yeah. You have to be able to cut things. You have to be able to like kill animals. Like you have to have a knife. Third, I need rope. Rope. Because you don't know when you're going to need to, like, fashion a trap, fashion a shelter, lasso a fish. Like, you don't know. Yeah. So, sunscreen, knife, rope. I also want waterproof matches. Waterproof matches. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because I don't know how to make a fire by myself. And I feel like (laughs) in the wilderness and the elements... I'm going to need fire at some point, so I'm going to want waterproof matches. Okay. And then the last thing that I want is a compass. A compass. Okay. Because the only reason I think a compass is important is because if you ever get, like, any sort of bearings or, like, figure out how hopefully you're going to get out of this hell that is, like, the wilderness that you're stranded in, I feel like a compass is important. Were you watching Castaway when you made this top five? No, I'll tell you what motivated this top five, actually. Okay. So, I like, are you guys fan, uh, fans of The Hunger Games? Yes. Yeah. So, bit. I am a big fan of literature. I always like yeah. to read the book before I see the movie. So, okay. I'd only read the first book. So, okay. I've only seen the first movie of The Hunger Games. And I own the second book, not the third one, but I own the second book. So, I've like refused to watch the subsequent movies. Okay. Well, as we talked about earlier, like Pete had surgery yesterday, so I read like three quarters of oh, the wow. second book. Oh, wow. So I'm like all in this like survival yeah. mode, like uh, what am I going to need to right. make it, <laughs> you right. know? Okay. So 
So that's kind of what like motivated where my mind is at. Okay. All right. Um, Trev, do you want to go next, or you want to? Are we some? still doing no biting? The I guess so. Yeah. No okay, biting. No biting. No, no biting. Okay. Now is this? Is this five things in a survival kit, or just five things? I think five things in a survival kit. Five okay. things in a survival kit. The kit itself does not need to be a thing. Okay. So like okay. you don't need like a knapsack. Okay. okay. We're assuming that you have a knapsack to carry your said things. Okay. This this makes it a lot harder now. I had you five things. You don't need sunscreen. Oh, yeah. I, I had to, like, well, throw one of mine away. Yeah, well, you know, okay. So I die in the elements. <laughs> yeah, let me see what we can figure out for a survival kit. So we're doing no biting. Right. And what did you say? You said you, said you had rope. You had sunscreen. You sunscreen, had a knife. Sunscreen, rope, a knife, a compass, and compass. waterproof matches. So I can't have any of these things. Okay. Oh, I'm so glad I went first. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay. I forgot about that. So I need uh I'm gonna take a gun. Okay. Can I have Ooh. a gun in my survival kit? Is yes, that okay? Yes, you totally can. Uh, okay, so that begs the question. We talked about the example of like mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah. If you have a gun, does that automatically mean you have bullets? I would think so. At least enough bullets that to fit in their gun. So let's so say maybe I don't have, have an have extra a clip. You have six bullets. Okay. Or yeah, like if that's you fine. have like a pistol, you have a clip. Yeah, I have a single clip that single comes clip. in the gun, right? That, okay. So it fits it in the loaded. Gun. Yeah, a loaded gun. Yes. Okay. Uh, one loaded pistol. Okay. Um, I would also like to have. <laughs> oh my, this is gonna be great. See, this is a this is an island, one of the deserted island, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you are like out in the elements. You have nothing but like what is in your knapsack. We already gave you like the freebie of the knapsack. Right. And like the like the clothes on your body. So I would like, like to have now like a sweatshirt and like pants. I would like to have one of those uh, universal cell phones. Okay. That you can like contact people from anywhere. Okay. Is it solar powered? Yes. Uh, <laughs> of course it is. Yes, it is. That <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're so thoughtful. Oh man. Okay. So Trevor says a loaded pistol and a solar powered universal cell phone. That's right. That's right. Um, I said fuck everybody else. I just right. 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 I gotta get off this island. Damn it. Um. I need, I need a volleyball named Wilson. I really need a volleyball <laughs> named Wilson. You know what I mean? I need that very badly. Um, I need companionship. Absolutely. Um, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing what, wrong what else that. can I get? Um, okay, you have three. You need two more. I have three. Dos mas. Can I have like a, like a military tent? Describe Is that fit? military tent. You can definitely have a tent, but describe okay. what features are well, it, well, okay. military tent. I don't even know if there's such thing as a military tent. When I say military tent, I'm just talking about a tent that is very durable. Perfect. You know what so, I mean? Okay. Yes, you can have a very yeah. durable, a very military durable grade military tent. grade tent. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. So that's four, right? Yep. Um, see, this is like kit stuff. I can't just like Ask for like Wi Fi. No. <laughs> 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 like the universal solar powered cell phone. All right. That's enough. All right. Okay. okay. We're relying on your wit. All right. And woodsman skills. Okay. okay. Um. And I would like. Uh, 
I need a book. A I need book. a how-to book. Yes, book. I love uh, it. I'm so glad you said This that. book is uh, is how to grow vegetables and you stuff. want the Martian? Uh, yeah, I need <laughs> I need some kind of you know practical. agricultural like, book. You know what I mean? Buy some mushrooms out in the yeah, world. Yeah, I'm not really great at that stuff, <laughs> so I will need to learn. I think I will need to learn. Yeah, you know, out there It'd how to survive. Hard on okay, that Trevor, let's recap. Say your top five again. I got. Um, I wrote it down. It's pistol, solar cell phone, volleyball named Wilson, a tent, <laughs> and a book. That's right. Not a, a book, book. No, a book <laughs> this is a... explaining how to like create or not create, but maintain like edible food. Right. Okay. All right. Right. So, so uh, I'm gonna. So it's my turn. You should turn. Five to one. Number five is a mirror. A mirror. Okay. Yeah, for when the sun. So if I do see a plane, I can reflect it off the sun. Okay. Wise. Thank God. Um, number six. Really? Number 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 four and number three kind of number four and number three kind of coincide with themselves, and that is a napkin and a bucket because I'm gonna need water. And I could use the napkin over the bucket to filter it to make it less salty. Okay. Okay. You watch okay. me more survival. <laughs> I like the bucket idea because you do need a receptacle. Okay. Right? You need a receptacle to be able to, like, drink and hydrate. Very uh, smart. Since, 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 uh, since, uh, since Sarah said, uh, a lighter or, or, or waterproof matches, I got to go with a magnifying glass to make my fire. Okay. So you're gonna have a mirror and a magnifying glass. Yeah. Ooh, no ooh, Jones so, um, down. And number one, because I'm gonna, because I figure that I'll be off the island if I if I have this, a TARDIS. <laughs> Wait, no, no, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, you can't. Yes, no, yes. No, you said no. the five. You said survival the five things. Yeah, survival. When I'm gonna survive if I have a no. TARDIS, because I get off the island. You can't do it. Yes. Well, okay. Yes. Well, yes. I'd love yes. to say that I'd love Listen. to have the magical power. First of all, you didn't say count. what we could. You didn't say it. You didn't Me say it in the beginning. No. 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 That's why I have a Can you just have five things, or do you have to have five survival kit things? Oh. When I said five things, you know what I was gonna say? I was completely ready to say a house, a woman, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean, I was ready. Well, you have yeah. a volleyball named Wilson, so that's kind of like your woman. No, I mean, come on, this is stuff that you can pack. You can't pack a TARDIS. Hey. You cannot have a TARDIS. Why Joe. can't I veto? I feel like no, veto. You, you gotta pick another one. It. This is like that's my list. That's, I said oh, I'm gonna have a TARDIS. Man. If if no. I'm, I said no. I said if I was ever <laughs> stuck on a if someone asked me if you were ever desert on a stuck on a deserted island, what was the one thing that you want to have? And I said a TARDIS. Hey, but well, that's all fine and good, but if you're ever actually stuck on a deserted island, a TARDIS doesn't exist, so you're gonna die. These are things that you can pack. Yeah, no, you can't have a TARDIS. Veto. Pick another one, Joe. Okay. You're two to one. See, so he always one. does this when it comes down to wait. top five. So wait, hold on. I can't I have. I told a, you you could have biscuits a... and gravy or no. mashed potatoes and gravy. Right. But no TARDIS. Oh wow. All right. So then, um. Okay. Then the last. Can can we? Can I use an axe? I have an axe. Yes. Of course you can have an axe. Because I don't know. Because you said you you wanted a knife. No, yeah, it's different. It's a different. No, an axe is different than a knife, and you can totally pack it in an axe. All right, so then, though, then I want an axe. Okay, that's fair. Excellent. I'm telling you, I was, I was like, I'm gonna have a house. I'm gonna have a woman. I'm gonna have a boat. I'm gonna have a plane. 
You know what I mean? Trev's like, I'm gonna have a house, a woman, a dog, a plane. I'm gonna have unlimited fuel. Yeah, exactly. I was like totally thinking like basic essentials. I'm like, I need a compass, a knife, some waterproof matches. Joe's like, I need a target. Yeah, Trev's like, I need a woman and a house and a plane. We're gonna be ridiculous. At least I said practical, unpractical things. You said something that doesn't even exist in in real life. Like, well, to be fair, you didn't say like house and plane and woman you at least like toned it down to yeah, like Wilson the volleyball yeah, I'm trying to play the game there's stuff I can put in a bag and take with me you know hey if I but if I find a TARDIS on this deserted island then all bets are off so I'm just okay right. if you find a TARDIS then you want it life and you don't need whatever the fuck right, else right. you have in your knapsack exactly. so you're good you're totally good you've won you've yeah. beaten the island like everything's fine yeah okay alright so that was the top five <laughs> And man, was it a top five. Oh, so like to thank you, thank you for Sarah. letting me do it. It yeah, was so thank much fun. Thank you for fun. viewing my TARDIS. Yeah, well, you're welcome. I will veto future <laughs> fantasy things right. that you include on your top five list. Well, top flying submarine. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, wait, what? Come on, play fair. Come on. Okay, and so now we have come to the music section of the podcast. Oh, and right. This week's, because we're still in um, a celebration of, of Women's History Month, and in our never ending quest to find new music and new artists, I came across one that was given to me by Trevor. And quick story Trevor likes giving me music for whatever reason. He's like, here, check this out, check this out, check this out. So he gives you this one CD. And um, I was like, "Who is it?" Like, "Yo, it's this, uh, this, it's this girl." I was like, "What? What's she like? Like, I think you might like her. I think she's like more up your alley." I was like, "Okay." Um, her name is Dajay Morris. She is from Knoxville. Um, very a songwriter and a poet. Uh, like I said, um, like we said earlier in the podcast, if you're out and about March 11th, definitely if you have time, go ahead and go see the Fifth Woman. You'll probably see her, and it's um, it'll be a dope show. But um, Dajay Morris is the artist of the of this week. Um. I'll let you. I'll let you all hear the song. It's called "Unravel." Unravel me, excuse me. And um, we'll get into it, and then we'll come back and say how we feel about it. And here we go. There's a river in your eyes, full of understanding. You don't 
the song Unravel. I'm sorry I said Unravel Me earlier, but it's Unravel. So, Sarah, what we do now, we listen to a song, then we give our opinions on the song. And so, would you like to go first? Yes, I'd love to. Um, I love that you featured a woman in the spirit of um, Women's Month this month. And I really liked it. I felt like her lyrics and her message were soulful. And yeah. I, I really personally respond to that. I like feeling like whoever is delivering whatever type of music it is, whether it's folk, country, rap, whatever, jazz, soul, like I want to feel like whoever is delivering that is really feeling what they're saying and and executing well what they've written about or or what they've composed about or whatever and I really felt like that was genuine mm-hmm. with this song and I like that and I liked her vocal tone I felt like she was really really good in mm. that way like I didn't I didn't feel like Oh, this is like this is a local artist when I'm listening to her. Like oh, wow. I yeah. felt like yeah, like this is something I yeah. could jam to. Like she's on point, she's on pitch, like she's got something to say and and I can kind of groove to it. So, overall I re- I really liked it. Really liked it. I'm a mm. fan. Nice. Okay. Uh 
Yo, so, Trev, you want to uh, say something or you good? Yo, I think she summed it up pretty good. I got a co-sign just about everything she said. Um, like, like she said, it doesn't sound like a local artist trying. Mm. It just sounds like yes. somebody doing you know Something what I mean? Some good. Yeah, she she's she's executing what she's uh what she set out to do and it sounds good. Uh soulful, sultry, these are words that come to mind. Um um like she said, the feeling is there. You know, even mm-hmm. if you're not analyzing the song like with full attention to okay, what is she doing, you can get the feeling, the vibe. The right. vibe comes through, you know what I mean? So Yo, shout out to Dajay Morris for doing it again, cause she has a she's got a track record now, right? Uh, yeah. You know, putting out good stuff. So yeah, yeah. Keep the, going, um, Dajay. Yeah, the CD um is is definitely a dope CD. Um, what's I the th- name of the CD? I think it's Bloom. Is it Bloom? I, I can't remember. It's, it's in my car still. Um, what, what's, what's your take, Joe? I mean, oh, what, well, will yeah. you weigh in on it? Let um, us know yeah, what you yeah. think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I try to. Lest we forget. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they don't let me forget anything on this show. Um, <laughs> but but um, when I when I hear her, like, or when I first heard her, I said she put me in the mindset like the music, like the music sound of it was Jewel, but I was okay. wrong. I, I feel I feel like I'm wrong now. I want to say she reminds me of artists like. Nora Jones, um, Sarah mm-hmm. McLaughlin, um, or along those lines, a like Josh Stone or Mella Rue, um, with with her approach to the music. So this song is is Ingrid Michaelson, um, Regina Spector, uh, women like that is who she reminds me of. The 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 this song has has like a has like like the like the like the country's feel of a, of a jewel song, mm-hmm. like like the early stuff. When she was actually talking about, like, before she did the whole pop or country thing, when she was herself. Um, but it, it has that feel. It has a Nora Jones come away with me feel to it as well. Okay. If you, if you, okay. Was, if you heard Nora Jones come away with me, that's, yeah, that's when it had, yeah. um, don't know why. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with all the things you're referencing. And I don't want to yeah. discount your reference to Jewel, like... I appreciate that her style of music it doesn't resonate resonate with every listener, but yeah. Jewel is incredibly talented. She yeah. studied yeah. at Juilliard. She is oh, a wow. badass. Like, so if you're comparing her to Jewel in her ability yeah. to sing and communicate lyrics and 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 vibrate something through you like <laughs> right. don't like don't don't say that and then take it away no you no, know? no no like, no because, because and i like, feel like maybe that's a little bit of what you were going for no, and and jewel's no, style is different but yeah, jewel cause, cause is a like, technical master right lest and, and we I guess, forget and i'm guessing i'm thinking okay when i it was like maybe because i think i was thinking but there's two songs. Well, there's one song I don't think of when I think of like like songs that I've heard by by uh Daje. And um, one of those is Jules Foolish Games. Okay. Yeah. And so that that's a lot of her music puts me in that mindset of Jewel. And, mm-hmm. I, and I said I think I said I said who oh, would sure. save your soul? You know, yeah. Who would save your soul, Jewel? And I was like, feel. yeah, but it's like sure. Yeah, but like just like the overall soulful, like but also kind of folky. Type feel to it because like, mm-hmm. like you hear the guitar just like you're like you know this is not like your average guitar playing this is more something along the lines of something that could be possibly be bluegrass 
mm-hmm. or something that could be something in some some slow country or very acapella, um, very natural country. Right. And so right. I got I got that feeling from her, and not from just this song, but just like just like her body work that I've heard so far. And I think that she's talented. I think she she she's dope. Oh, um, I yeah. oh my god, I completely agree. I I mean, I said it. Trevor said it. I think she sounds like. Yeah. A jewel or a lot of other like accomplished artists. And I think you said it originally and then you kind of like backed off. But yeah, I think to compare her to Jewel is a pretty fucking I, legit compliment because I, despite whether you like Jewel's personal style or yeah. her particular genre of music, Jewel is a very, very articulate musician. Yeah. And she's a very articulate vocalist. And I felt. Kind of that same uh, way about okay, all right, what then. you just played. And, and you know, I feel like we've kind of referenced it, like, more than once. Like, oh, we feel like this isn't just, like, you know, like a Tennessee or an East Tennessee yeah. person just, like, trying to, like, yeah. get up to the level. Like, when I heard it, like, I was like, oh, no. Like, she's doing it. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, she's doing it and doing it and doing it well, <laughs> you know? All right. Okay. Like, she is doing it, you know? Right. And... That that whole, you know, montage to say, like, I, I feel like you were trying to compare her to something that was very genuine with Jewel, and then you kind of, like, backed off of it, and I don't want you to back off of it. Oh, I mean, okay. Jewel's a badass. Yeah. She's yeah. a badass. Yeah. And I feel like the things that you were trying to compare were very accurate, yeah. you know? Like, she was on point with her vocals. She was on point with, you know, her pitch and her rhythm and yeah, exactly. her ability to sort of communicate a vocal, whether you resonate with it or not. Right. You know, and I felt like that was really accurate. So I don't want you to. I don't want you to back away from that. Okay. You know, she earned them stripes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she earned them stripes. Yeah, that's right. Another song I was going to say that I, that that completely blew my mind, especially dealing with this one is um I don't know if you ever heard it um or heard of her, but um Amy Mann, a uh, member of the group called Toe Tuesday, had a voice a song called Voices Carry. Oh, what what's the name of the group again? Till Tuesday. Again? They came out in the eighties. Till Tuesday. Um, Amy Mann well, was it was the Joe. You're showing your right. age. I was yeah. born in '86, <laughs> so educate uh, me, educate okay, um, me, let well, me well, know. Well, Amy, did you see the movie Magnolia with Tom Cruise? Yes. yes. There's a song in that in that yes. movie called Save Me. Save me, I want you to save me. And that's what Unravel puts me in the mind of as well. So okay. like like there's a lot of artists. She said that she like like when I spoke to her, I think she was surprised that I even had her CD. <laughs> but um, yo, I think like I said once again, she's a dope artist. Um, you can find her on SoundCloud at Dajay Morris, Twitter yes, at Dajay Morris, amazing, Facebook at Dajay Morris Music. So that must be a fan page. So yeah, definitely like check out more of her stuff if you want to. And like I said, this Saturday she'll be at um, Scruffy City for the um. Fifth Woman Is she Poetry Slam. Uh, performing with Fifth Fifth Woman. I believe so. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure she's gonna be doing any of, of her of her of her songs, but she doesn't don't do her a lot of her written poetry. Okay. So you know they're having they're getting ready for their big poetry slam and stuff. So right. Yeah, if you if you have the time this this Saturday, definitely go take time to check it out. I think you'll be very impressed by a lot of the poets and artists in this city because there's a lot of dope um artists that are women in the city. Yes, yes, definitely. We got to feature a very, very accomplished one tonight. Thank you, Joe, for showing that beautiful talent for us. (laughs) Oh, Trevor, I'm sorry. Thank you, Trevor. Also, shout out to Dajay Morris's afro. (gasps) She's got a great afro. (laughs) Oh, I have not. 
Daje. Oh my god. I will admit, I have not seen an actual picture of you. If you are rocking the Afro girl, oh, keep rocking it. Keep rocking it. Oh my gosh. I, like, if there was ever any envy that I had, like, if I could be black, it is. The Afro. I'll admit it. I'll be the first to admit it. I mean, y'all already know. Like, I've already talked about it. Like, I'm as white as a sheet of paper. I'm as freckly and red-haired as they come. I'm Irish. I'm Southern, you know. But, ooh, Afro. Afro. Oh, God. Like, if I could have, like, a beautiful, perky, voluptuous, 70s Afro. Nice. Like, God. That is so badass. That is so badass. And if anybody ever tells you that it's not badass, you hey, tell them to call. Yeah. You tell them to come talk to me. You tell them to come talk to the southern girl yeah. that lives on the east side that likes to drink whiskey. That made in a marable. You tell them Marvel. they don't like your afro Marvel. that they Marvel. can come talk to me. Capiche? All right. Capiche. Okay. Oh, see, there's there's like the <laughs> yeah. little hint of New York coming out. <laughs> All, right. All right. And so now we have come to the point where part of the show we talk about what we learned today. And since it is uh, ladies, ladies night, I guess you could say, it's and ladies night. first, Sarah, can you tell us what you learned today? Um. Okay. I have learned that I want to oust Pete. From his position. (laughs) And I want me to be a regular guest instead of him so that I can come and, like, hang out with all you cool people in the Red Room and broadcast and drink fine whiskey and talk about (laughs) awesome things and great musicians and... I mean, of course, I'm a fan of the show. Like, I I listen every week and tune in because I knew you. I know you guys, and of course, Pete's on it. So I like to hear his voice because I'm weird and romantic like that. Um, but it was so so much fun to be here, and it was especially fun to be here during Women's History Month, and also. When you featured Dolly Parton, which is one of my personal heroes, like it was so awesome, so much fun. We got to hear an amazing uh, female artist. No offense intended. I hope that is clear. Um, we got to hear a lot of great things, a lot of great perspectives, and yes. a lot of great rallying about around women, and a lot of great things and. I got to drink a little bit of Trevor's good whiskey. So, like I said, I'm 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 rallying Pete. I'm gonna like try to like oust him out of the way and like move in and be okay. Like I'm gonna go do the podcast and uh, so see you later. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, thank you, thank you, there, Sarah. Uh, yeah. Trevor, who are you gonna tell us what you learned today? I learned that. Uh... Yo, no Tardises in your in your survival kit. You know that's first and foremost. We vetoing Tardises on the, in the survival kit. Um, y'all learn how much of a Dolly Parton fan Sarah is. Number one fan. Yo, Dolly, if you're listening, I've been a fan since literally before I could even tell you my age. I love you. You're every definition of a badass. Right, and of course Dolly Parton is listening, so you have no worries there. 
you know. Um, hey, just in case, she needs to know. No, she's listening. Up. She listens oh. all the time. You know, she's one of our, our number one listeners. Um, what else? What else have I learned? Um, y'all learned that yo, Women's History Month is lit, man. Yeah. I mean, heard yeah. up. We ain't here. We rapping for the ladies. Um, and yo, it's all about balance, man. You know. All right. So shout out to the ladies. And all that, yo. It's day month. Okay. All right. Now, um, what I learned, um, a couple things. One is hullabaloo and diaspora. Okay. Those are oh, two. I like that. One from me, one from Trev. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it. Like yeah, it. Um, also, Paula. Pop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lydia. Pulsinelli. Paula Toten. Paula Toten. Paula Toten. Tone polyps, man. Polyps. Lydia, girl, you still got all of us in spades on that one. Yeah. Right. We and, need to go to the and, state championship. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really win Team that. Lydia. Yeah, team, team Lydia. Yes, we here at Doers and Sayers are Team, We're Lydia. team Lydia. Hashtag we just need Team to Lydia, girl. We are we room to, for you. What we need Fair to enough. do is, is get the shirts, yeah. then go to uh, West, Va- West Valley Middle School. And give her a shirt. That's yeah, what do. That's what Team do. Lydia shirts. Swear it yeah. up. Let's do it. And um, yo, uh, the third thing is, is that um, I think this is like this is this is really the first like last week we had our that that was a a woman artist on the on the podcast for our, our not artist segment, but this is the first time we like like they were the they were it was it was it was her. So okay. you know, uh, Daje, I'm 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 happy that she let us you know choose one of her songs and, right. and put it on the show and. Yo, um, all the we we here at Dudes and Sayers wish you all the best. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Second right. that emotion. Woo woo. <laughs> and in case any of you listeners forgot, I am lobbying for Pete Spot. So, <laughs> so if you liked tonight's broadcast and you liked my female flavor. Yes. Don't hesitate to let him know because I will easily flip the switch oh, and come wow. over here and hang out with two of my best friends, Uh-oh, drink some fine whiskey, Who broadcast from the red room, That's and right. let y'all know what's up. Okay. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So and so, so don't forget. Yeah. So please, if you listen to the podcast, like, comment on it. Yes. You know, you know where to find us at. Um, if you want to do it on the Doers and Sayers fan page, you're more than welcome to do it on the Doers and Sayers fan page. Um, we're on Twitter at Doers and Sayers Pod. Um, you know the Doer Sayers SoundCloud. Like you could comment in the little in the little space below and just let us know what you're thinking. And um, comment and say we love Sarah. Sarah. According to Trevor. Right. That's right. It was right. Sarah's here. We put the H before the W in which we say whiskey. 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 Like, cool whip. Cool whiskey. whiskey. Cool whip. Right. Whip. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, Sarah, thank you so much for um filling in. Yeah, um, oh, we're definitely thank you definitely so try to have you much for again. having me. It was amazing. I loved it. Yeah. Loved every minute. Thank you for letting me do it. Do the top five. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. I truly felt like a queen in honor of Women's History Month, and like I said. Don't tell Pete. I'm, I'm lobbying for a spot, okay? I'm lobbying Uh-oh. for a spot. <laughs> if nothing else, we're just going to start appearing together. So y'all might be stuck with me. <laughs> All right. All right. And and that'll do it for today's uh, podcast. And, and so that's Dudes and Sayers this week. I am Jomo Kinch. 
with Whiskey Wilson and Sarah Daria Morgendorfer Yapel. This is the Dudes and Sayers podcast signing off. Brrr.